Welcome to Obsidian's podcast, Off the Rock, On the Record, where we'll host a number of our Rockstar team members sharing their insight and expertise on a variety of topics in the public relations and communication industries. Searching for insider tips on national pitching or event planning? Interested to know how we do things at Obsidian? Well, you might learn a thing or two by tuning in to these insightful conversations. So, let's listen in to what the team is talking about today on Off the Rock, On the Record. Hey everyone, thanks for joining Obsidian for Season 2 of Off the Rock, On the Record. I'm Taylor Jolly, and I'll be hosting the conversations we have throughout Season 2 of our podcast. Today, our Director of Client Services, Lauren Hannaford, joined me. Lauren is Obsidian's longest tenured employee, and she joined OPR as an intern right after college. She's a proud mama to a sweet little boy, a Florida Gators fan, and my fellow office NPR junkie. Thanks so much for joining me, Lauren. No problem. Happy to be here. So this season, we're starting off with the same question for everybody. So I wanted to ask you, what is a trend that you're noticing right now in PR? I'm seeing a trend in PR and even beyond in other industries that you have to be or you need to be a disruptor to be great or an authority or the person or a company that is doing it the right way and that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. But while disrupt, disruptors are typically like the cutting edge, you know, they're ahead of the trends and they're pioneers, we can't forget about our roots and the foundational things that we know work. So I just see this word everywhere now. It's kind of the trendy word for 2018 and that, you know, how to be a disruptor. You need to be a disruptor in your industry and it's okay if you're not. Yeah. I'll let somebody else do that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's great for PR as well, because sometimes we get caught up in wanting to do the newest and latest things for our clients. But we talk a lot about if you're not doing the basics right, like if you don't have good customer service, if your website doesn't make sense, if you're not speaking about yourself in a way that's flattering, you could launch a really amazing guerrilla marketing campaign that's disruptive and causes a lot of noise. But at the end of the day, is it going to really positively impact your bottom line? Right. Exactly. Awesome. So today we're talking about role transitions and what it's like to be a professional in all different stages of the industry. And Lauren is a really qualified guest to do that because she started at Obsidian as an intern and has since progressed all the way up to our highest role in-house, which is Director of Client Services. So I wanted to start by asking you to really talk about the role transitions that you've made at Obsidian and, and kind of how those happened. Sure. So it's been almost 10 years now. I think it was October when I started as an intern during the Great Recession. I just graduated college that May and was looking for a job just like everyone else in my class and happened to reach out to a friend from high school who I knew was working at Obsidian PR just on a whim to see if he knew of anything and he said, hey, we're looking for an intern. Would you be interested? Of course, I said yes. I went in, interviewed, and truly the rest is history. But being here for 10 years has really given me a great perspective of all the different roles here at Obsidian. And even for the first several years, our structure was very different. So I have the you know, history of being serving in different roles on our old structure and serving in different roles on our new structure. So 
when I started as an intern, um, I, you know, was doing just almost what our interns are doing now, but we have such a robust internship program now. It was a little different, but I really enjoyed working on all different accounts um, with all of our coworkers at the time, almost 10 years ago, um, learning the ropes, so to speak, I guess. And then over the years, as I gained more experience, I moved up into different positions and um, became account executive and became account manager and then became senior account manager. And while foundationally, I was still doing uh, some of the same things like leading clients, managing client campaigns and strategies, I was always, you know, kind of looking ahead to what else can I do for Obsidian? I felt like I had the client service part down and gained a lot of experience there. And we were just at a place in at Obsidian where we were changing our structure a little and, and focusing a lot on employee um, well-being and health and uh, our culture. So that's when I became our culture ambassador, which Taylor does fabulously now. And I really enjoyed that because it allowed me to kind of carefully watch over our team and respond to our team's needs as we grew and as we lost people and gained new people. Uh, you know, we lost some personalities and we gain new personalities. So, personality. so it's a constant, um, you know, having to adapt and, and change things that make sense for your current team. So I really enjoyed that. And I really think that being able to work closely for a few years in that culture ambassador role, um, at the same time I was still managing clients, uh, I was getting to work closely with Courtney and our director of client services at the time to really understand um, the leadership role. And I really think that helped me transition into the director role I'm in now because I had such a, a good handle and a good history and uh, gained a lot of experience in all those positions. So I can, I kind of have a unique perspective, I feel personally anyways, about what each person, what each level of, um, you know, job role does here and how that typically progresses over time. Yeah, and Lauren, we're not talking about leadership necessarily today, but Lauren is a really empathetic leader, and I think her ability or her experience in each role at Obsidian allows her to put herself in the shoes of what we're doing and really helps also set expectations because she knows what we should be doing because she's done it herself. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the challenges of switching roles or taking on new positions. Everybody thinks about the positives it could come with really awesome perks or responsibilities, maybe even a pay raise, but there are definitely some challenges when you first enter a new role. So could you talk a little bit about what those are? Sure. Well, the obvious thing, I think, is higher expectations and increased responsibility. That is obvious because as you you know move up the ladder, I guess, uh, there's more responsibility, and as you gain more experience, there's more expectation that you should be continually progressing. So, uh, you know, just being mindful of where should I be in my role, and am I handling the great the 
the increased responsibility the way I should be. Another thing I think is serving as the authority. So I'm talking about in meetings with clients or even prospects or vendors or even in meeting internal meetings with uh, younger coworkers who don't have as much experience as you might have, uh, being able to answer questions and uh, speak to things that are happening around the city and being knowledgeable and presenting yourself in such a way as to say, I'm giving you my expert advice, opinion, direction, and then uh, ensuring that your client is comfortable with that or whoever you're speaking with is comfortable with that. That was something I noticed uh, along the way in my journey from intern to director. There, There's kind of a tipping point where you feel like you are truly the authority and the expert on a particular subject so you can speak with greater confidence. And I think that that's something that comes with time. Mm-hmm. You just have to expect when you first come into a role that you're going to feel a little bit like an imposter. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've been hearing a lot on podcasts and in books recently is the concept of imposter syndrome and feeling like you're not in the position that you're supposed to be in. So I think taking on a new role, part of that is knowing that you're going to feel a little insecure mm-hmm. and kind of leaning into that mm-hmm. and um, kind of really trying hard and, and making sure that you're taking that taking on that increased responsibility. Right. Do you think there are other things that might be a challenge? Yes, a couple things real quick. Uh, one thing, as Obsidian transitioned um, our structure several years ago and as I moved into my director role, one thing that was really evident to me was that old ways of doing things may not apply today. Like I said earlier about your your team, new team, new people coming on board. They have different personalities. They have different uh, hopes and dreams of what they want to achieve at the firm. So what we did three years ago may not be what we should be doing today. That changes really on a weekly basis. So um, we are very flexible. And I think that's just one thing to keep in mind as you switch into a new role. And then the last thing is kind of speaking to the higher expectation and increased responsibility, there's a smaller margin for error when you are moving up into more of the leadership roles, especially here at Obsidian as you go from intern to account assistant or account specialist to the account manager positions where you are the lead. If something goes wrong, or it really is you know, on you to make sure that it doesn't happen again and It's okay if one of our interns writes a really great blog piece, but there are a few AP style errors. But if that were to happen with the account manager, of course, everything does go through me here, so I will catch it. But uh, the the margin for error is smaller when you move up into, you know, roles where you're leading accounts and things like that. So absolutely. And I think that applies to any industry that you're in as you progress there is higher expectations and a smaller margin for error. And I think you laid out some really great pitfalls that anybody could experience. And so I guess the bigger question is, how do you mitigate those and set yourself up for success? Well, a few things I can talk about. You need to be diligent up front. So paying really close attention to details, instructions, what your clients are saying, what they're 
writing in their emails, what you're hearing in their industry, that kind of thing. You just have to be very diligent and focused um, up front. And then also kind of speaking to that, take special care that your work is precise, kind of like what I was just talking about. Go back and review things, double check your work, triple check your work, have other people look at it. Uh, Just making sure that you're doing a good job and your work is precise will help you. And then seek counsel and advice from others that are currently in your role. So I think we do a great job of this at Obsidian. Our interns are very included in our work and very involved and knowledgeable of our clients and what's going on at their business and in their industry. So watching how an account specialist is working on account and also watching how that account manager is leading the account will really help you grow and learn along the way. And then also learn from those who were in your current role previously. I especially had to do this over the past year, uh, moving into the director of client service role. We've had a few here, so um, it was important for me to look at how you know they did things, Uh, make changes if necessary, and also just take their advice on how to deal with things that they dealt with in their role. And then I would say, too, just ask for honest and consistent feedback. We do that a lot here, of course. Everyone is very accustomed to it. Um, it. It can be a little uncomfortable at times to get used to when you're first starting out, but we're not shy to give feedback here, and most everyone now is not shy or, you know, doesn't feel uncomfortable when we get get feedback because it's just part of our industry. But learning how to handle that is, you know, part of uh, working here. So I think the feedback um, cycle is really important to embrace when you're in a new role. And I know for me, I am a little bit of a perfectionist and I'm a little bit I wouldn't say that I'm closed off to feedback per se, but I can get my feelings really hurt by feedback. And so knowing that in your new role, you're not going to be perfect and there's going to be different expectations and taking that feedback and really applying it is is what's most important. So trying to kind of take your feelings out of it and move into this new role and accept the feedback that you're given, I think is, is crucial to helping make sure that in the future, you now know what you what's expected and what you need to do. Exactly right. So if if I'm looking to move up in my company and I'm just I feel like I'm doing the best that I can in my current role, but I just don't know how to position myself to move up. What is some advice that you'd give to someone in that situation? Sure. So I would say pay close attention to people in the roles above you. And whenever you can, put yourself in their shoes or ask to attend meetings when it's appropriate or ask to have like a coffee chat with them to understand um, the difference in their role and, and what you're doing so you can learn from them and really understand what it takes to do well in that role. And uh, second, I would say, Just show people that you are dependable, responsible, you're committed to the company, but not just for your boss, for everyone on your team, no matter what their role is. 
we are very collaborative here at Obsidian. I think it's something that everyone really enjoys and it's a culture that we have built over time. It doesn't matter necessarily that I'm the director of client services and I'm not exactly leading every single account. I'm overseeing every account, but we have account managers who are the the day-to-day contacts for those clients and really driving the train. But I don't hesitate most of the time to step in and say, I'm going to do this real quick because I know you are ridiculously busy and we've got to get this to the client. So if I need to write this news advisory, I'm going to do it. I was working on something this morning, same situation. (laughs) Um, So even if you are maybe in a mid-level position, show that you are collaborative to everyone on the team. No one's beneath you. So you're going to help the intern, but you're also going to help your boss with whatever they may need as well. Showing to your team that you're worthy of support can also help you, or you're worthy of a promotion can also help you when you transition into a new role because they respect you, they respect your work ethic, and they really see that you are the right candidate for whatever position you may take on. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you might be able to do? I mean, those are things that you may be doing, but you think maybe you need to make it a little more apparent that you're kind of gunning for a new role. Right. So if you have the opportunity, whether it's quarterly meetings with your boss or annual check-ins, that kind of thing, uh, if you have the right opportunity to go ahead and tell your boss, like, hey, I have been doing this for this long and I really feel that I'm interested in this next level or this other position, don't be shy to be open about that with them and go ahead and give them, you know, your reasoning and your thoughts on why you want to do that and then ask for their feedback. You know, do you think that this, I'm ready for this role or do you think I'll be ready for this role in six months or uh, what can I do to prepare myself for this role if you, uh, you know, will potentially promote me? I would say go ahead and, and make it known because other people could be having those conversations in the background with their boss or your boss and if you've never put yourself out there, they may promote someone else. And if you really want that position, just go ahead and, and make it known so that it's out there and they know that's what you're working towards. And then I would say too, or finally, just work diligently and in excel within your current role. So kind of just like what we were talking about earlier, do everything you can to show that you are great at what you do and make it known that you are working towards that next step. Absolutely. So hopefully what Lauren shared could be helpful to you no matter what industry you're in, uh, PR or business of some kind, nonprofit world. So hopefully you can take this and apply it to your current role. Um, We've been ending every episode by asking the same question to everybody. And so I wanted to ask, what's the best advice you've ever been given? This is a great question. So I try to live by a phrase that our owner, Courtney Ellett, used a long time ago to describe our firm. Sometimes it goes into our proposals. We say it in our meetings with people. You'll hear us say it a lot if you're ever in a meeting with us, you know, as a prospect or something like that. But it is, we must do what we know best and let others handle the rest. And that phrase is actually a piece of advice to me. So a work example may be graphic design needs. We can finagle some things here and there. Taylor is really good. She created our brand standards because 
we don't have anybody else on our team with her, <laughs> you know, creative genius. But uh, we need to go to a great graphic design partner to build websites and create ads for magazines and things like that. So we let those people handle that because that's what they know best. And we handle PR and other services across the PR spectrum because that's what we know best. We don't ever want to do something half-heartedly or not that's not up to the standards of what we promise our clients. So we let others handle the rest if we're not the expert. And then just to end, a personal example would be lawn work at my house. I tried it for several years. <laughs> it was miserable. We don't have any trees in, our, in my neighborhood, so it's super hot in the summer. And now I pay someone else because they know what they're doing and I let them handle it. I, know, I mean, I know how to work a lawnmower, but it's not good. So <laughs> I let somebody else handle the rest. Well, I think that's a wrap. And um, really, thank you so much for joining me, Lauren. And thank you so much for listening to Season 2 of Off the Rock, On the Record. I hope you'll join us for our final episode of Season 2, where we discuss the importance of continued professional development with Whitney. No matter your industry, her advice will definitely help you out, so stay tuned for that. Uh, We hope you really enjoyed listening to our podcast, because I've enjoyed making it, and we'll see you next episode.